0: This episode of Tales of the Voidfarer is brought to you in part by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from all around the world. While we're all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, the gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com, that's t-h-e-g-a-l-r-y.com, so your wall will never be boring again.
1: Last time on Tales of the Voidfarer. It looks like an entire
0: hemisphere of this moon is shrouded in a perpetual storm. Well that is anonymous at all. The storm is arcane in nature. The lightning, it is in fact necromantic energy. Ah. It appears the storm has a way of reanimating any corpse that should befall within it. This is a gif. He's wearing like this dusty poncho over his shoulders and he has a wide brimmed hat. You see that his belt has about three pistols on each hip, and he has a large rifle across his back.
1: Hey, name's
0: Luckby, Humble. Fitzwilliam William Luck. This massive rig start moving.
1: That might be our ride. God, I hope so. That'd be cool as hell. It
0: is a cloaked figure. The figure ducks around the corner. And as you all travel onward on this storm rig, the storm closes behind you. jump into things so you guys are on the dust cleaver this arcane war rig of a vehicle that has just entered the swirling arcane storm that covers half of the hemisphere of the moon the vizier and you watch as this Beacon That's on like a mast that sticks out from the center a segment of this storm rig seems to be generating this dome like barrier that keeps the storm away. And you watch as the storm closes <clears throat> behind you, leaving you immersed in this dim dome. You can see that the dust is swirling just on the outsides of the barrier, probably about 50 feet out in any direction from the vehicle itself. But your visibility does drop off fairly quickly beyond that barrier. There's a faint orangish red glow of the sun just barely being able to pierce the clouds swirling above your head. And there's the occasional purple flicker flash through the clouds of sand and dust as the occasional bolt of arcane lightning strikes somewhere off in the distance beyond the barrier. It seems that Brawlla and Fitzwilliam Locke, your new gift companion, seem to be just kind of like settling in for a journey. And from the driver's seat, Lugnut, one of the Leadfoot gnomes, turns around and says, All right, it'll be about three days travel nonstop to Storm's Eye. Then that'll give us an opportunity to get all set up for the last two day leg of the journey all the way to the mine. So uh, best you settle in. Any rest you can get during the day, recommend it. Uh, nights, it
2: gets worse. Let me ask real quick, Nick, is this like a car or do we have like some leg room here that we can kind of walk about? Yeah, you have room to walk about. It's like kind of like a big like
0: 18 wheeler sized thing. The front section is kind of its own segmented section. And then it's a large middle section that is like the deck of a ship almost on top. Okay. There are stairs that go down inside of it into like the mechanical workings. And then there's like an end car that is its own segment that is kind of like a covered car that is where all the cargo is being kept. And then there's this mass that sticks up that has, like, crystal in the top that seems to be generating this protective dome around the vehicle. And if you recall, the two gnomes have their, like, monocycle-like smaller storm rigs that are, like, docked up onto little platforms on each side of this middle section of the rig. And uh, Fitzwilliam Locke's arcane motorcycle is docked in a similar fashion on the end so, uh, while, uh, while everybody's settling in, um, Brohane, uh, is dusting himself off and he seems to just, uh, be examining Ira slightly and the other two gnomes gasket and camshaft kind of, uh, saunter over to him. Uh, and, uh, camshaft, uh, says, well, that's a right, uh, nifty piece of junk you got there. Uh, and Brohane looks at him and goes, what you calling junk? This is Ira. And he goes, uh, ah, n- I used it uh in endearingly. I uh I assure you that. And uh and uh Gasket is getting close and she goes, um, Is it a uh, an alchemical engine? And Brohane nods and goes, I yeah, uh I imagine it's the same as what you got here in the Stormig. And she nods. Lugnut, who is driving, is kind of like looking back Oh, that's a really interesting. I'll have to get a look at that. Camp Chef goes, Oi, keep your eyes on the road. And he turns back very quickly. (laughs) But they seem to be very interested in Ira being all of the tinkering persuasion. So, what are you guys doing as you're kind of settling in for what seems to be an extended journey traveling through this storm?
2: What Marco's doing is that he probably get out some rations like have a meal make himself a coffee and then kind of like just start writing down his notes mm-hmm. you know about the storm and whatnot and things to do so i don't think that he's going to be doing much of anything unless he is prompted to sure
1: can you remind me give me a rundown of of everyone that's here we have sure. uh the three uh dwarves they're gnomes there's three or of gnomes them. i mean Fucking fantasy races yeah who cares all the little fantasy races right <laughs> uh
0: They're the Leadfoot clan. You have uh, Lugnut, who seems to be in charge, Mm -hmm. and then his sister Gasket and his brother Camshaft. You have Brohane and Brawla that are Mm. both there. Um, Those are dwarves. Mm -hmm. And then you have Fitzwilliam Locke is the gif. Sure. Oh, and and the Leadfoots also have a giant space hamster named Dipstick.
1: Right. I forgot. What a great name. Um, Okay. uh, I'm going to, um, I guess, just kind of approach Locke. He seems to be kind of sitting to
0: himself. He has laid out a cloth in front of him, and he has laid out his guns, and he seems to be in the process of dismantling and cleaning and doing some maintenance on them.
1: Um, Okay, so I approach him, and I go, "Um, you you GIF ever use, like, swords or crossbows or anything? I don't know if I've ever seen a GIF who's not using one of those things. (laughs) He doesn't even
0: look up. He's continuing to kind of tinker away with it and, you know, cleaning the different components and examining them and snapping them back together. Occasionally. We use what we have, but
3: GIF tend to like the loudest weapons.
1: Sure, sure.
3: And I personally find them the most, uh, effective.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you ain't a good shot, you want the big explosion rather than the piercing arrow. I mean, that checks out to me.
3: There's no reason you can't have both.
1: Hey, I mean, you got a point. Why not cause mass destruction and be a marksman? That actually checks out. Well, I, I suppose if you held a sword, it would look like a toothpick in your hands anyway, huh?
3: I guess it depends on the sword.
1: Yeah, all right. They make... So- Actually, do they make guns for anybody other than Gif now that I'm thinking about it?
3: <laughs> a smoke powder weapons have gotten around, but uh, Gif specialize in them. Had them before anyone else.
1: Hmm. I could really stick it to Ravnus with one of those. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's interesting uh do you do you mind if I take a look at yours sometime I don't mind all right, all right, just try not to shoot out your eye. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Is he letting me like? Yeah,
0: he, he's not going to stop you.
1: Oh, sweet. I'm going to blow myself through the wall of this place with the <laughs> recoil.
0: <laughs> and you see that it's interesting. It's first of all, it looks almost comically huge in your hand. It's sure. A pistol. He has six of these pistols, by Jesus. the way, in addition to his long bayoneted rifle that's still kind of slung on his back. Each one of these pistols is a little bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not exactly the same. But you see that it has like a revolving four chamber magazine in it. So it seems that you can load four shots at a time and shoot it four times without having to reload.
1: All right. I see. These are kind of interesting. I mean, no reload time. That's kind of nice. Well, where where did you get this? He thinks about that for a moment and says, quiet them. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of cultural gap here, but that's what I meant by the word "get." But I asked yeah. where, so make an insight check. Okay, hmm. mm, thirteen.
0: Yeah, he's he's kind of hard to read because he is just so stoic and badass. Sure, but uh, you get the impression that he is intentionally not telling you, and you almost get the faintest hint of like
1: I don't know shame. Hmm, interesting. All right, I- I'm going to, uh, I'm going gonna... right. to, hey, uh, I appreciate it. Hey, uh, maybe maybe next time we run into some of those uh, undead, or, or maybe, uh, what's his face, uh, the zombie guy, Fievel, he can uh, toss a couple <laughs> zombies our way, and uh, I can have a little target practice sometime. Well, you might have the chance more sooner
0: than later. And uh, he says that, and you see something off the side of the vehicle just whizz by.
1: What was that?
0: And it looked like it was probably a humanoid figure just sure. standing in the desert, and the rig just blew past it.
1: Hey, we got we got to go back for that. guy. I mean, they said they would give us a bonus for everybody we, we helped out of the storm.
0: Yeah, probably already lost. You'll get used to it. And when he says that, there's actually like three or four more that just by the speed in which this vehicle is going. But you do get a little bit of a better look, and they are skeletal in nature.
1: I thought this place was sort of a, like lightning and thunder and the hail's gonna like beat you down and kill you but does this place do something to your brain too
3: well it uh anything that dies in the storm doesn't stay dead for long Hmm. so you best not die
1: got it hey you think his name's Fivel because he's destined to become the fifth zombie one day
0: It appears that everyone is kind of just settling into their own. Brohane is not in a good mood, and he's kind of trying to, like, keep himself occupied working on Ira. But Brawla is taking every opportunity to, like, kind of pester him and and make him uncomfortable, which is working.
5: Entirely fair. Okay.
2: Marco is, like, sitting there writing his notes and whatnot, looking out at the storm, like, trying to get his bearings on everything going on. He's going to keep looking back to Brohane and Brawla and eventually realize maybe Brohane needs a break. Brohane... Um, I don't mean to disturb you. It looks like you're quite busy right now, but, um, do you mind helping me out here? I need some information on the, uh, mining company.
0: Yeah. Brohane will look up from his work. It seems to me he's trying to ignore whatever it was that Brawler was saying to him. I would love to help you with that. Brawler, if you don't mind, I'm going to help Marco with something. And Brawler will, uh, say, all right, all right, I'll leave you to it then. You two brains of the operation go, uh, talk about smart things. And as you're walking away, she kind of says, Ah, smart as you are,
2: sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Was that me or Brohane? (laughs) You
0: don't know! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Marco is
2: going to be confused.
0: (laughs) What a mood. You think the answer just might be yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after we get out of earshot of Brawla, Brohane's immediately going to say, I really dislike that woman.
2: (laughs) Uh, I... I don't need to be the, most, the, the smartest person with people to realize that's the case, so I thought I'd give you a break. And he, uh, he hands him over a cup of coffee that he made. He's like, do you drink coffee? Yeah,
0: I drink anything that can be drunk, really. Uh, and he'll, he'll take it and, and take a sip. Oh, that's really good.
2: Thanks. It's not the greatest in the world and certainly not alcoholic, but it gets me through most nights. <laughs> I can see why. Listen, um, I don't mean to pry, and I know the last time that we were in the bar you had some, uh, choice words to say, but what's going on on this planet? Is there something you want to get off your chest? Anything like that? Because it seems like you've been in quite a mood since, uh, we touched down on Vizier.
0: Well, uh, it's, it's less to do with Vizier and more to do just with the, the Moonhammer mining company in general, uh... This world is one of the ones they have an increased presence. They got three different mines, on its surface. Uh, we're heading to the only one that's located within this bloody storm. But uh, I just don't like the moon armors.
2: So what did they do? They just seem like a bunch of painstaking capitalists, which has its own share of problems. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, it's complicated uh, and I really
0: uh, fancy not getting into it. That in-depth, but the Windhelm clan was once married into the Moonhammers, mm. and uh, it didn't end well.
2: Gotcha, well...
0: And it's kind of a sore spot.
2: I can understand that to the best of my abilities. Um, my condolences. It's all right,
0: uh, taking it in stride best I can. It's frustrating that I'm sent to deal with this at all, but I understand why Val chose me to go. Suppose somebody had to keep an eye on that one, and he kind of nods sideways to wherever Brawla went off to.
2: What is the deal with her? Because everything I've seen from her makes me confused and I and I'm a smart man.
0: You and me both <laughs> And he just kinda like shakes his
2: head and chuckles to himself a little bit. Marco laughs uneasily and is like, Well, fair enough. Um I don't know. Beyond that, um how about um Aerie, right? Your your spider. Ira. Ira, excuse me. I'm names. <laughs> um Era your spider what's going on with that i've always been very curious about how that thing operates
0: all right uh well as i had mentioned before it uses an alchemical engine to operate uh it's it's quite simple actually you insert a core of a certain material and through an alchemical process it transmutes that material into a material of lesser um preciousness and that Transmutation leaves residual arcane energy uh, that is then captured by the engine itself and channeled to create the operations. I was just talking to the gnomes about it. This rig we're standing on uses a similar engine. However, it needs a much larger alchemical reaction to powder something this large. So it transmutes gold into lead over the course of its journey, and that generates a lot of power. Uh, Ira here doesn't nearly need as much. Gets on by just transmuting copper into iron.
2: Let me ask you, does different materials yield different results? Like, if I were to put, like, copper or bronze in there, that would have more or less power? More or less. Interesting. Well, it's certainly quite a remarkable machine. Thank you.
0: She's my pride and joy.
2: I guess beyond that, uh, cheers to you, and I suppose we can carry on any conversation to to keep her away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that.
2: All right. Uh, Is Ravnus doing anything in particular? Um,
5: So on the Void Fair, we can, like, have target practice kind of stuff. Does it look like we can do anything like that?
0: It's not as big of a space, but there is enough room. The vehicle itself is probably maybe like 12 feet wide, but the center deck that you're on is probably 30 feet long. There is a large ballista mounted in the center of it towards the front and two swivel cannons located on each side towards the back, but that leaves like a solid like, you know, 12 foot by 15, 20-foot open space in the middle to potentially spar or something. It is not the smoothest ride. It's not like flying on the void fair, so it might be a little challenging. Mm -hmm. But there would be the space.
5: Yeah, if we're just, like, fucking around and have a free moment, (laughs) um, she's going to wait for Luckbeak to be done with whatever he's doing.
0: Sure. Do you see uh, Luckbeak is wrapping up his conversation with Locke right around now?
5: Okay, um, are there people like milling about the deck?
0: Um, Sort of, but no one in the middle. Okay. Locke has taken a seat up towards the front near the ballista. Brawla's off to one side. i towards the rear with Marco.
5: Yeah, Um. she's going to go up to Luckbeak and uh, she says, I've been thinking about what you said about sparring.
1: Uh-oh. Uh, what part?
5: About how you wanted to just shoot. Oh. I would be a target.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, war isn't fair. I thought that was a pretty good zinger I had, but yeah, you didn't seem to have any reaction, which I'm used to, and it's fine. No shade.
5: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I think we should do it if that's what you want to do, and that's how you want to learn to
1: fight. I shoot you and you rush towards me with a sword? (laughs) I mean- I have a shield.
2: Yeah, okay. Something something gun to a knife fight.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'd I'd love to give it a
1: try cuz I mean god knows short sword ain't doing me any favors.
5: All right, let's let's try it then. Now? Why not?
1: Uh, sure. Okay. Uh all right. Well, I'm going to Oh man. Can we be on top of the 18 wheeler? Holy shit. <laughs> Like a real badass.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you're on the
1: you're on the back of this rig. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up to where like. I mean, really, Ravness? No, you're training me. I want to know how to be a fighter. Because I mean, what I was gonna say is, really, what I should do is like hide somewhere and then like pop my head out of a barrel and try to shoot you. Because that's what I do in, in real life, right? I mean, I I hide and I pop and I I. I try to surprise the enemy.
5: You can try to hide if you want.
1: Great. Fiona, what I think you've just agreed to is allowing me to interrupt any of your scenes with me <laughs> popping out of a manhole or a <laughs> <laughs> under someone's hat and trying to shoot you.
5: <laughs> that is uh, a, no regrets. I like that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, Ravenous is going to get her uh shield and sword and, presumably like he's shooting at her and she's gonna try to rush him oh
1: boy uh how many t- <laughs> Nick I don't know how far how many turns do I get yeah, before I... she destroys me one <laughs> okay great <laughs> <laughs> oh boy no um well how I mean how big is this I'm going to get as far away from her as I can before you we... can
0: like 30 feet
1: oh gee, that's it yeah
5: I I think that she would let them go on like opposite sides and then she would just try to bolt forward
0: okay mm-hmm Cool. You see that as you guys are getting set up, Locke, who has been kind of just cleaning his guns this whole time, he hasn't said anything, but he seems to have stopped and is looking up, taking note of what's happening.
1: Uh, Okay. I say, uh, all right, you ready? Uh, Ravna starts going. (laughs) All
0: right, so... I don't think we need to roll for initiative, but uh, I will say that Luckbeak just gets to go first. Yeah, this is just um, too. Rude. Otherwise, yeah. it's going <laughs> to no, be really that's, short. That's, that's what I figured. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Luckbeak, go ahead and make your attack roll.
1: Sure, use my cunning action to aim. She's at like okay. fucking thirty feet, twenty five feet. I'm I'm looking down like the arrow of uh-huh. the there the the, uh, the the length of the arrow, and my hand is shaking, and I'm trying to. <laughs> um, Christ, and so I'm you have advantage. yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm just aiming for obviously somewhere non critical. Eight, and with aim, well, there's a 15. I assume that your AZ is much higher. Nope.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, with the shield, especially. Yeah. Uh, does
0: it, would it hit without the shield? No, it
5: wouldn't hit
4: without the shield.
0: Okay. So you fire, and uh, Ravnus kind of, like, dips her shoulders, and it just whizzes right by her. Mm-hmm. And then she's on top of you. <laughs>
1: okay
5: she just taps you with her sword she's like i got
1: you (laughs) all right well uh, all right i guess we need to like simulate the whole thing so like we need another Ravnus to be hitting you like you're the monster and then
0: uh Uh, is just going to just go hmm. and not say
1: anything else oh oh hey wait i don't want to kill you Ravnus. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no no no. I mean, not like I I could. But hey, do you want to try that one more time? Sure. Okay. I go to Locke and I say, uh, "Hey Locke, uh, do you mind?" And I take one of his guns.
0: Yeah, he kind of <laughs> thinks for a moment and he'll look at Ravness and he'll finish assembling the one uh that's in that's in his hand um and he'll load it and he'll turn it around uh pommel towards you.
1: <laughs> All right, I take it cool uh does this have my same to hit as my crossbow uh yes um well no actually you are not proficient Ooh, this true Uh, so it would be less got it okay understood this
5: is fine (laughs) (laughs) what they're doing is fine
1: (laughs) i'm truly terrified but all right i'm gonna say uh all right let's run it again And go. <laughs> she she starts rushing. <laughs> exactly the same fight, with uh-huh. even worse rolls this time. Uh huh. Oh, that's a natural twenty though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. Oh, well,
2: child. All right. So that
0: auto hits. Sure. What is the damage? It is one d10 plus your uh, dexterity.
1: Goodness. Okay. Oh dang. Uh, that's a six.
0: Six damage. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the,
0: yeah. the bullet uh, glances off of the edge of Ravnus's shield and grazes her shoulder. And you see there's a, a trickle of blood.
1: Good. Tap. Tap. That's a tap. I tapped you. <laughs> uh, she still rushes over and taps <laughs> oh, him with her sword.
0: <laughs> Locke looks sort of a little impressed. And he says, how about I have a turn? To Ravnus,
5: like he wants to shoot Ravnus.
0: Yeah, you get the impression that he he wants to demonstrate something.
5: Um, she's going to look at week and take six hit. Or no, yes. he has to give yes, her I six hit points. Yeah. Damn it!
1: Oh, that's true. Unless you tell me, I don't know what. I'm just standing there with the like the most like uh, what's the teeth emoji where. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yikes! <laughs> Whatever that emotion is, is um, on my face.
5: Uh. Yeah, she goes. Uh, sure.
1: All right. Uh, so he'll
0: stand up, and he doesn't even have his pistols drawn. there are holstered. Oh, I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
5: And uh, she she starts.
0: <laughs> so uh, that is going to be a twenty one to hit you, Ravnus.
5: Uh yeah, that hits.
0: Um, I need you to make a strength saving throw. Hmm.
5: Strength saving throw. Okay. All right. That's not bad. What's 14 plus 8, 22. Oh,
0: holy shit. Uh, you do succeed, but as you're running to attack, he just quick draws and fires, and you do take 10 piercing damage to your hand. Ouch. As the bullet hits the cross guard of your sword, and your hand flies backwards, and the sword nearly flies out of your hand, and you only just are able to hang onto it by your fingertips.
5: Uh, she's going to finish running up to him and t- oh, no,
0: <laughs> he, starts, he has another attack
5: <laughs> Oh, okay
4: uh,
0: I see how it is And that one is going to be a 19 to hit Yep,
5: that
0: hits Uh, you need to make another strength saving throw
5: That's a lot worse That's an 11
0: mm. An 11? Yeah, this time he shoots you and it just grazes your calf and your leg gives out from under you and you fall prone
5: Oh, shit
0: and he cocks the gun again, pointing at your head, standing over you. I believe that counts as a tap. <laughs> Damn it. And he'll, he'll raise it. <laughs>
5: Ravnus is clearly miffed about this. <laughs> she, uh, she gets up and brushes herself off, tail between her legs. <laughs>
0: he'll turn to Luckbeak and he'll say, If your goal's not to get killed, You don't necessarily have to kill them. You just need to stop them.
1: Luckbeak's eyes are dinner plate wide at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And he sits
0: back down and disassembles the gun he just used and begins cleaning
5: it. Dang, he's cool.
1: (laughs) 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 I mean, obviously he's going to try and get him to tell him how to do that. (laughs) Teach me. Teach me. (laughs) Ravnus is useless to me now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the day kind of concludes you can see that the orange reddish glow of the sun cutting through the clouds above is beginning to dim and everybody is kind of like sitting around eating rations and stuff uh it's, it's your typical rations you know it reminds you of the rations that were on the stoic gondolier not great but it doesn't seem that there's any way to cook anything on mm. this vehicle
2: i mean if i cast flaming spirit in a strategic location <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, if you want to try. <laughs> Are we moving very know. fast? Won't the flaming you... spear just stay in place?
2: <laughs> she was cast away, <laughs> her and just eats away. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so as night begins to fall, uh, there is a driver change. Camshaft hops in and relieves Lugnet from driver's duty. And Lugnet will say, all right, everyone should keep their eyes peeled. Ah, like I said, things get a little
2: hairier at night. What do you mean by harrier? I thought we'd be pretty well safe in here.
0: He'll kind of gesture up to the beacon on the mast. As you look up, you see that on that same beacon, it looks like a lantern almost that has a blue arcane glow that is now illuminating the area around the rig. And it is a very eerie in the night because it's dark. You have this ominous blue glow shining from the beacon itself. And then there's the flashes of purple lightning off in the darkness every now and again. Occasionally, one will be pretty close where you can almost make out the actual lightning bolt through the storm, but none come dangerously close to you. For the most part, it's just purple kind of flashes, just kind of diffusing through the storm. But he gestures up to the beacon. Well, uh, the beacon will keep the storm at bay, but uh, it doesn't keep anything else at bay. And there's uh, hordes of undead that wander the storm.
2: All right, well, I'm going to start preparing my spells. Don't know about the rest of (laughs) y'all. So
1: we can't slow down. I mean, we can't, we have to go.
0: If we stop in the storm... It'll only be uh, minutes before we're swarmed.
1: Wow. So, I mean, we got to stop eventually, though, right? Or are we going through the storm?
0: We'll be making a pit stop at the Storm's Eye, also where the dig site is that your friend is interested in. Mm. And then uh, from there, it will be another two-day journey to the mine, and the mine is uh, underground. So we'll be safe from the storm that way.
1: Okay. Sounds good to me. So
0: everybody's kind of on full alert, but the gnomes take turns up on the mast, just clinging to it, keeping an eye out. And you ride for a couple hours into the darkness. After some time, Camshaft, who's now driving, goes, Oi, heads up, we got something. And almost immediately after that, there's the sound of a bunch of like grinding and crushing sounds. As you see bones start flying up over the top and to the sides of the rig, as it appears that the rig is now plowing through a horde of probably three or four dozen skeletons. Just, just through it. Locke stands up and grabs his pistols been standing idly by, but the rig is blown through them and past them before any can really grab on or, you know, attack you guys at all. And almost as soon as they
1: come, they're gone. Huh? All right, boy, this just, this seems like it's going to be real, like too easy, right? <laughs> oh, luck peek, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. When you say that you hear uh, a faint rattling sound uh, coming from the vehicle itself. Uh, And after a few seconds of that, camshaft will yell back, Ah, Gasket, getting some fight on the right side. You want to take a look at the port side suspension? And Gasket goes, all right, all right, I'm on it. And you see that she'll walk over towards the rear right side of the segment that you're on. And she'll kind of lean over the side a little bit and kind of look at a few things. And then she'll go down inside. And you hear the sound of some ratcheting. And she'll come back out a few minutes later and says, "Ah, tighten it down the best you can. But if it's still giving you any trouble, we might have to uh, fix it from from the Dust Devils. And Camshaft will uh, say, oh, I don't think so. It seems to be holding for now. Best keep an eye on it, though. Okay. The rest of the night goes uneventfully. And the next day comes, there's another driver change where Gasket will now take over for her brother. And Camshaft will hop out of the driver's seat. Uh, And it's kind of harrowing watching this because the rig does not stop. (laughs) You know, it's like basically one will hang on to the steering wheel and get out of the seat and the other one will clamber in and take over. (laughs) But it seems like these gnomes are very versed in this process. Okay. And uh, you definitely get the impression that during the day is when people are sleeping and relaxing, since that is the time where the risk is far
1: less. I'm going to approach uh, my dude about gun lessons. Uh, hey, um, Locke, right? Right. Uh, listen, I don't know if you can, that thing that you said yesterday, I mean, it really had some profound effect on me because, like, I just can't keep, stop thinking about it. Like, you gotta teach me how to do that. Like, how to to shoot somebody's weapon out of their hand before they get to you? That seems awesome.
3: Comes in handy?
1: Yeah. So, is it like, just like a quick, do you, can I do it with a crossbow? I mean, is there something I can, uh, I don't know. How, do you know how to teach it?
0: You ask if he can do it with the crossbow, and he'll kind of look at it. Mm,
1: doubt it. Oh.
0: Could I teach it? Maybe. But Do I have time? Probably
1: not. Oh, come on. we're, we're Three days, there's two more days of us just sit. You can only clean your gun so many times. Come on.
0: <laughs> he says, <laughs>
3: Look, do you know why Gif were the ones who took to the smoke powder weapons.
1: The noise, I remember you told me.
3: It's also because most other races didn't want to fuck with them. While they're powerful, they're dangerous. And Gif are hardy. If one of these blows up in my hand, I'll recover just fine. Can the same be said for you?
1: Mm, I mean, maybe not. But I'm smart. So, so yeah, you're you're strong and you could take a hit, but I mean, I don't take a hit unless I need to. I mean, I, I, guys, feels like I'm, I'm begging for a a a Globnor's Day present, but like, <laughs> I, I would be super safe with it, and I mean, I'd figure it out anyway. You're not my mom; you can't tell me I'll buy a gun off somebody. What I'm asking you is if if you could teach it to me.
3: It's good that you're smart, but to handle one of these, you need grit. Is that something you have?
1: Listen, I, I met folks like you before, and like everything that you're saying sounds like it means something. <laughs> but I, what grit? What the the want to do it? Your gift. You could. You have six guns. You could kill me and throw me off this thing and tell everybody that I fell if you get annoyed with me. But I'm still coming up and asking you if you could teach me how to shoot with a gun. Like, yeah, I got grit. I got tenacity. Is that what you want to know? Just take a look. How did I survive this far? I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit.
0: (laughs) He'll kind of take that in, look you up and down, and we'll see. Uh,
1: If I walk away and I turn around and you're still cleaning your guns, I'm going to be real upset. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you definitely get the impression he's heard what you said. Mm, I'm so, no, I, I, I'm so tempted to try and steal one of his guns, but who else would have done it? <laughs> There's no other suspects here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, as
0: uh, as you're turning and walking away from Locke, uh, you see Lugnut is sitting there and he's shuffling a, a deck of Spacer's Gambit cards.
1: Ooh, boy. Okie dokie. I immediately slot into a chair all right what's the wager <laughs> it's like everybody's kind of just sitting like cross-legged
0: on the uh like on the the deck there's not really like chairs or anything mm-hmm. and he goes
1: oh you interested yeah, come
0: yes I'm very interested a uh, camshaft will sit down as well and Brawler will see that that's going on she goes oh I'm in for this and she'll sit down
1: Brawler, I feel bad taking money from I mean I'm gonna do it but, I mean, these guys, we don't know. I have to spend, you know. Never mind. Hey, <laughs> just ante up. Uh, you can try all you like.
0: <laughs> hey, Brohane, get over here. And Brohane goes, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Smart man, that Brohane. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, under other circumstances, Brohane would be all about a game of space. Hmm, of okay. No, uh, I'm going to sit this one out. Interesting. And you know what? Locke will sit down.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yes, I got to pass the time somehow.
1: <laughs> all right. This is, this is better than teaching me. Uh, hey, Locke, tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to run you so far out of money that I'm going to force <laughs> you to teach me.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. Nick receiver here your favorite dungeon master of this episode. Thanks for listening to the second episode of chapter four. If you like what you're hearing, you should be sure to rate us and review us on iTunes. That is so incredibly helpful and costs you not a single cent, I promise. Be sure to follow us over on our social medias at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Voidfarer Pod on Twitter. Special thanks to the band Highland Rose for the badass rock version of Tom Goldthwaite’s original Voidfarer theme. Additional music by purple-planet.com. If you haven't listened to the first episode of our newest season of Fables Around the Table, you are missing out. We are playing the any-nominated Visigoths vs. Mall a tabletop role-playing game slash dating sim by Lucian Khan. Time-displaced 5th century Visigoths clash with Mall over supremacy of the Hawthorne Shop's Mall in 1997. Fables Around the Table, Tainted Love. Stick around to the end of the episode for a trailer. Hey, I wanted to take 30 seconds to talk to you about Vare. Vare was founded with the goal of building an affordable everyday wristwatch that blends tasteful design with extreme durability and functionality. Vare returns a sense of dignity to affordable wristwatches and are built to last. Vare is a true American watch company specializing in both quartz and automatic watches. Vare is offering our listeners 15% off if you use the code PODGO15. Go to VareWatches.com to learn more and get your new timepiece today. Were you timing me? Was that actually 30 seconds? Maybe you should get a Ver Watch for next time. Our next episode will land on Tuesday, September 15th. See you then. Uh, so yeah, you guys all uh, sit down for Spacer's Gambit. Uh, so it's Luckbeak Lock, Camshaft Lugnut, and Walla. Was Ravnus or Marco going to play?
2: Um, I think Marco is uh, averse to those games because he knows he'll get taken advantage mm-hmm. of. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Um, Ravnus will, like, see it being played and, like, almost go over, and then see that Locke is playing and kind of, like, glare at him and
2: not go over. (laughs) Salty. She's she's (laughs) very salty. I'll go hang out with (laughs) Ravnus.
5: Yeah. We'll go have side (laughs) adventures.
0: (laughs) Camshaft will continue shuffling the cards and goes, All right, everybody in? Yeah. Uh... All right, and he'll deal out a card to everybody. Go ahead, uh, Luckbeak can go ahead and roll mm-hmm. a D twenty, and I'm going to roll a D twenty four different times. Oh, uh, we'll say the buy-in was uh, five gold.
1: I'm going to murder Lock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Luckbeak, we'll say you're first, and it'll go Luckbeak, Lock, Camshaft, Lugnut.
1: Uh, wait, shit. Didn't I spend all my money on that chain shirt? I think I fucking did.
5: No, I bought it. That's, the right, chain that's shirt right, that's I right,
1: that's bought. right, that's right. Thank you. I forgot. <laughs> Luck makes it sound <laughs> to play and reaches for his gold and it's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately Sandy. starts stripping. Like, all right, well, guess we're playing Strip Spacers Camp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so I am going to. Um, I'm going to call.
0: Locke is going to put in. Another five. And then camshaft will. Man, I gotta play poker for four.
1: I was gonna <laughs> ten say.
0: NPCs. Uh, camshaft is going to. Camshaft is going to call. Lugnut is going to immediately fold. And Brawl is gonna call. Yeah, I'll call. Alrighty. Camshaft will deal out the course, which is a d12. Everybody roll a d12. I say to my NPCs and Saker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ravenous and Marco are using the Flaming Spear to go bowling outside. <laughs> bowling for the occasional skeletons that whiz by. Yeah, it's like, you can get it.
1: Whoosh. <laughs> oh, no. It. I call. Locke is going to bet
0: another five. Camshaft will call. Brawla will also call.
1: Now, Locke, that's funny now. You're such a calm, cool, collected guy when you're sitting there and cleaning your guns for the tenth time. But boy, oh, boy. You're raising twice, huh? Boy, this is certainly not your game. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I don't know. He's just gonna.
0: He's just gonna say. If you use guns, you would have to know how to take care of them.
1: No, no, I totally get it. The crossbow approach is well, you know, I'm a little bit stealthy, a little bit. You're just taking the balls out. I'm raising. I'm ra- like, I get it. All right, you're not very subtle. Um, while I'm talking, <laughs> I'm going to uh use a sleight of hand check to to flip my last card. Because my last fucking roll sucked ass. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, go ahead and make a slate of hand. Uh,
1: check. Okay. That would be a non-natural 19. You're pretty confident that nobody spotted you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Locke does raise an eyebrow. Okay. Do I re-roll that 12 or do I... Um... You re-roll. Okay. So that's a random card. Okay. I, I say, all right. But you know what? I'm on the same page as you, bud. Uh, in fact, hell, I'll raise another five. So you put mm-hmm. in 10? How much do I have in right now, Nick? Uh, you have twenty in. Twenty, Jesus! All right, playing a dangerous game.
0: Lock will call. Mm-hmm. Uh, camshaft will fold, and Brawla will call. Okay. I uh, will.
1: Let's roll the last one, I guess, huh? Uh,
0: camshaft will deal out the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna call. Lock is going to also call. Uh Brawla is going to put in 10.
1: I'm going to shoot her a look with intimidation. Intimidation. I I want her to back. I don't have 10 more gold. So I want her to fucking like back off so that I can have a showdown with Locke, which is what I actually want out of this.
2: <laughs> Would you like a loan there?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm Uh go ahead and make an intimidation Sure. Check. Uh, and I'm going to I mean basically what how I'm intimidating is I'm just like shooting her a look that she knows means like you know back off you're trying to yeah. do a thing uh f- uh fifteen she goes
0: to do that, you shoot a look at her, and she'll stop and she'll look at you a call hmm. uh, all right. um so yeah, then that's that's it yeah hey boy everybody reveals sure, um Locke had a twelve all right, um forla. See, the reason she backed down so much is uh, Brawla actually uh, was was totally bluffing. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because uh, she had a 17. Okay. I had a
1: 29. So Locke wins.
0: So, yeah. (sighs) 80 gold pieces.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Damn.
0: Damn. Locke just reaches forward, and he uh, pulls all of the gold towards him and goes, I don't hear you talking
1: now. I'm going to uh, push my <laughs> chair away from the table and uh, just start walking away. <laughs> oh. <For a> little... <laughs> Hello, Dr. <Doctors. laughs>
0: I can't make this easy. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> um, <laughs> how much
2: money did Luckbeak lose? 20. Marco is going to walk over and hand him um, 10 of his and says, you'll get him next <laughs> time. <laughs>
1: you... You two are too nice to me. <laughs> oh, Marco, I can't. What? What's this for, man?
2: No, don't worry about it. I don't usually spend a lot of money, so it works. Oh, All right. I mean, thanks, pal. I appreciate it. I mean, I think you seem to be having more fun with that than I ever could. So uh, do me a favor. Kick his ass next time.
1: Yeah, boy, I had a shit ton of fun just then. Um,
5: (laughs) Uh, Ravnus who is also there says I don't like that guy
1: yeah he's kind of a kind of a jerk I mean I he's one of those people that thinks they're really cool and then like he's got the (laughs) skill to back it up but he's just kind of a dick
2: I try to avoid (laughs) those types as best as I can and so
1: far I've been doing a pretty great job yeah yeah, you seem like the kind of person who wouldn't really hang out with cool. I mean, no, I I, I get it, right, Marco? <laughs> that's a that's true. Um, all right. Well, what are you guys doing? You bowling up here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean,
2: nothing else to do. So, um, we see a zombie, flaming sphere. See if we get it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you've gotten a couple. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna stand up here and do the same, except I'm going to shoot crossbow bolts and try to hit zombies in the hand, which I'm sure I fail spectacularly at.
0: Yeah, you're you're donating crossbow bolts to the desert. Right.
1: I just I want to prove that I'm <laughs> as good as this guy, even though I'm not. <laughs>
0: So you guys kill some time doing that. The next night uh, is uh, quickly uh, approaching. And you guys have noticed that um, you're seeing, as you're shooting at them, you're seeing more of these undead whiz by. And Lugnet is standing up and he seems to notice that and he goes, ah, things are getting a little heavy. Uh, Perhaps we should stock up a little bit extra tonight. Um, Brawl a lock. Help me with this ballista. Uh, Ravnus, would you mind uh, fetching another bundle of ballista bolts? from the uh, cargo.
5: Sure. And she goes and does that.
0: Yeah, it is where all of the cargo that you're delivering to the mine is being kept along with other supplies like the ballista bolts and stuff like that. And you walk down in there and you're looking around and you'll see where all the munitions is. They're like, you know, three inch cannonballs for the swivel cannons and long iron ballista bolts that are probably about three feet long. Um, and you see that there's a bundle there. And when you're moving to them, you see movement out of the corner of your eye in the shadowy corner of the cargo hold.
5: Uh, She pulls her sword and looks to wherever that was.
0: Make a perception check.
5: Uh, That is a 15.
0: Yeah, you see what is clearly a cloaked humanoid figure duck behind one of the large crates.
1: It's one of those damn kids from the very first ship we were. On. <laughs> <laughs> Riley are their name's Riley
5: and Riley and <laughs> yes, Jonesy. That's right.
0: I will point out that you did notice a cloaked figure back in Storm's Edge
1: before you oh, left.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um she is going to um immediately go after them and try to try to grab them.
0: Uh does a
5: And she has her sword yeah, out. Yeah,
0: you have your sword out. But does a 21 hit you? <laughs>
5: No. Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> so you take six bludgeoning damage oh, sh- and nine psychic damage Ooh. as you are punched with a fist. Um. And there's like a flash of purple light when the strike hits you. And it is not dissimilar from like the purple hue of the flames that wreathed your sword when you use your psionic attacks. And you see as the hood falls back on this, this figure, it's a gift. But you know it's not a Githyanki.
5: It's a Githzerai.
0: You see a Githzerai woman, um, and she's glaring at you. And I need you to roll initiative.
5: Motherfucker. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. It. Okay, that's a fourteen.
0: That um, that's better than her. So it's your turn. Um,
5: what is it to send hit points?
0: Send hit points. Mm-hmm.
5: It's an action. It's an action. Okay.
1: Oh, man. That is a great way to tell us you're in trouble, though. I know. Yeah.
5: <laughs> She's going to swing her sword. All right. That is a 17 to hit.
0: Uh, that will hit.
5: And that is uh, seven damage for my first one. Okay. And uh, that is higher. That's an unnatural 20. Okay. Eight more damage. And uh, she's also going to yell "stowaway" as loud as she can um, to hopefully alert someone else.
0: Okay, uh, I need uh, Marco and
2: Ravnus to make uh, perception. You mean checks. Marco and Luckbeak? R- yeah, no, no Ravnus.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Marco, Marco, okay. and Luckbeak. Yeah,
2: I was about to say, is Marco there? What the fuck? <laughs> when did this happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> his book and realizes it shit's was going Marco down the
5: whole time.
2: <laughs> Fourteen. Okay. Eighteen. Okay,
0: yeah, you both hear uh the Ravnus' shouts. And uh it appears that Locke and uh Brohane hear here as well. So, um you guys can roll initiative.
2: 9, spicy 10.
0: Okay. So, Brohain is going to start going in that direction, but uh he can't get there all the way cuz he was towards the front of the rig. So, uh the the Githzerai is going to attack you.
1: Mhm. Hey, just, just for the sake of me and maybe presumably our listeners, what what is the difference in look between a githzerai and a githyanki? They they almost look exactly the same except for their attire. Okay,
5: it's it's like almost a cultural difference.
0: Okay, got it. Yeah, it's a cultural got difference. It. While Ravnus has her armor and sword and and everything, this githzerai is dressed in like almost like monk's robes. Okay, got it. Um, with her cloak over it, the hood now down. But feature-wise, uh, almost no difference. Okay, yeah, her first attack was only an 8, which misses. But the second attack is going to be a 17.
5: Um, yeah, that hits.
0: Okay, that's 6 bludgeoning damage, and then 9 more psychic damage. Okay. Okay, now it's back to Ravnus.
5: Is Ravnus' turn again?
0: It's Ravnus' turn again.
5: Okay. So she is going to um, swing her sword. Okay. It's going to have purple energy going all around it now. That mm-hmm. sucks. That's a 10.
0: Uh, that will miss.
5: And then she's going to swing again. Okay. And that is going to be a 15.
0: That will hit. Awesome.
5: Um. Ooh, that's really good. 16 damage to start. Holy shit. And then <laughs> with my telekinetic strike, she will get an additional eight so i moved down to a d6 immediately god i suck at this i roll i roll max like immediately
0: <laughs> but but at least you're dealing the max damage
5: yeah yeah really so that was um 16 plus eight
0: right yeah this gets your eye uh immediately doesn't look good <laughs> all right after that it's Locke's turn Locke is going to run the length of the storm rig towards the end using both of his turns, which gets him almost to the entrance to the cargo hold, but not quite. Yeah, and the the whole rig kind of like shakes with each of his big steps. It is the Gitzarai's turn. So she is... You know what? She is going to use her action to disengage, and she is going to jump and push off one of the crates and try to somersault past you. Which she succeeds in, um, since she disengaged. And she is going to try to leave the cargo hold. So she actually gets around you, gets to the entrance of the cargo hold, and takes a few steps out.
5: Isn't Locke, like, right there?
0: Locke is, like, basically right there. And she sees him as soon as she steps out, but that's the Oh, end
5: of the I'm going to be so pissed if he gets
0: her <laughs> instead of Ravnus. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, it's your turn. Okay, um, so she's trying to leave, right? She looks hurt, and it looks like she's attempting
2: to retreat somehow. Okay, um, first free action. I'm just—I'm going to shout to Ravnus and just say capture kill. Which? Um,
5: shoot. Uh, Rav- Ravnus probably hesitates for the round. Honestly, she, yeah, Ravnus is like clearly thinking about it and doesn't say anything in response. Um,
2: uh-huh. If that's the case, he's going to err on the side of capture. He's going to cast slow. Okay. Um, she is going to need to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw? Uh, that is going to be a 17? A 17. She is going to succeed. So, okay. Is that all you're doing? Yeah. I think he would err on the side of caution, do nothing else. Okay. Luck
1: Um I think the whole way he's running there, he's saying, uh, you can do this. You got this. You got this. And then as soon as he gets there, um, he gets down on one knee and takes aim with his crossbow and uh, aims for this person's hand. So okay, yeah, uh, you
0: you do you do see she's not holding any weapons.
1: No, oh, yeah, that's right. She just did a random psychic thing. It wasn't like Ravness's purple shit. She
0: was punching, and it dealt psychic damage.
1: And she, I kind of like that even better. Sure. So he gets there and he gets down on his knee, and then he actually takes aim, and he's like, "Oh, now come!" <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> that was my shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'll just take the shot. Okay. Uh, that is a non-natural 20. That okay. will hit. Seven damage. Um, hold on. Let me, I got to see a thing okay. here. Okay.
0: <laughs> you fire your crossbow bolt, and she immediately sees it and catches it out of the uh. air.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm useless.
0: Uh, <laughs> and she just drops it, and she's she's looking around, because now she sees Locke, she sees you aiming at her, she sees Marco standing up on the other side, who just cast a spell at her, and looking around, she'll put her hands up, and she'll get on her knees, kind of seeing that there's nowhere for her to go, and she's surrounded.
1: Uh, I'm waiting for someone to take charge of the situation, to, like, go get her,
2: I don't know. Um, I think Marco's going to try to run up and just try to rope her hands then.
0: Yeah, uh, Locke will help you.
5: Yeah, Ravenish just brushes herself off and sheathes her sword, I think, while they uh, tie her up.
0: All right. The the gnomes are just catching up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Camshaft and Lugnut are catching up. Uh, and <laughs> what the hell's going on here? stowaway? Oh, uh, well, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> they look confused, but okay. So Locke is basically going to pick her up and take her to like the the center deck and kind of throw her down, but he seems to be letting uh, someone else take the lead.
1: Uh I'm going to uh to look at uh at at Ravness and be like uh, what was that? Stow away. Yeah, I know I heard Marco say it, but that was a gith, wasn't it?
5: Githzerai, they're different.
1: Oh, uh, okay, but you're not really saying no. I mean, did you know her?
5: No, I've never. Well, I assume I didn't see. Her. <laughs> I haven't seen her before, right?
1: No, you've never seen
0: her before. Uh, you've only met a handful of Githzerai, uh, and they were all pirates of Gith. Yeah. with you. Yeah. However, your your crew that you were with was almost almost entirely Githyanki. Right. You, um, there was only a handful of yeah. uh on your ship.
5: Yeah. Um, she says, no, she's just a Githsirai. She's probably that hooded person we saw earlier.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. But like, and I'm looking back and forth from her to Marco, like Marco, I mean, ba- back me up on this. That's, I mean, I've never really met many Gith, right? I mean, that's got to not be a coincidence. I would err on the side of Luckbeak, yeah, it's extremely odd.
0: I don't know. The Githsarai is kind of sitting upright on her knees. Her arms are bound. She's just keeping her eyes down but hasn't said anything.
5: The Githyanki and the Githsarai don't like each other usually.
1: Yeah, okay. Are you curious or? She's not saying anything.
2: Um.
5: Yeah,
1: man, people are.
2: You haven't asked me anything. Oh. I think, yeah, Marco is going to turn to her. So, I guess all things considered, let's ask the big question. What are you doing on our rig? I am...
0: I am destined to a location called the Storm's Eye. I was sent by my people to investigate there.
1: Why don't you just book passage?
0: I was going to, but I saw that you walked with a Githyanki Yankee And I knew that you would not willingly accept my passage, as the Githyanki undoubtedly would allow me to travel in her midst. And she says, glaring at Ravnus.
5: Ravnus will uh, cross her arms and say, I've traveled with Githsarai before.
0: Hmm. And where are they now?
5: She does not say anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) This Githzerai seems to take that as confirmation of whatever she's insinuating.
2: I'm sorry, but uh, there's still something I'm not adding up here. Why is there a time problem then? Because they would be coming back. They could have given you once this trip was finished.
0: It is imperative that I um, follow my mandate to get to Storm's Eye as quickly as possible. (sighs) I attempted to plane shift directly there from Limbo. However, something about this storm prevented me from doing so. Well. So I arrived on the outskirts of the storm and attempted to book passage. But when it appeared that was not going to work, I merely let myself on. But if it's also the same to you, she says, looking towards the gnomes that are standing there past you, more than willing to pay for the passage if I would be allowed to continue on this journey.
1: What? No, you just, you hurt one of the people who did, but there's no way. I look at the gnomes like, no, I'm, you're, no, right?
0: I was defending myself. I look at Ravnus. <laughs> I had my
1: sword, but she hit me first.
0: And had I not, would you have not hit me?
1: You think you would have learned your lesson about this f- fantasy racism. Why do you think she's going <laughs> to hit you? Why do you think she's going to, this is silly.
0: <laughs> the, the war between the Githyanki and the Githzerai has raged for literally centuries.
1: Okay.
5: I didn't know you all were a right, kisser well, when I pulled my sword
0: I have no way of knowing that
1: uh, Well alright, we all learned an important lesson today, I guess Wait, Why were you going in the, into the storm anyway? Where were you headed?
0: I was heading to Storm's Eye, by mandated by my superiors yeah, but- that shrugged Lore A fortress in the plain of Limbo
1: I don't really understand what that means.
0: <laughs> she, she sighs and she says, Our stories that have been passed down from one to another for generations have spoken of a place that we believe is this system. And the Gizarai had operations here long, long ago. We were never able to access this place until recently. So now we are taking it upon ourselves to investigate what our ancestors were doing here and we believe there is information of great importance at this Storm's Eye.
2: Okay, well. Well, I guess we can't throw her off the side of the rig.
1: I mean, ain't nothing stopping us. But I agree,
2: that's not right. (sighs) Uh, I look over to the gnomes. Is there any, like, lawmen or, like, authority at Storm's Eye?
0: They, They kind of look at each other and they go, Well, not really. Uh, Moonhammer's kind of run everything around here. Not really, uh, anything in the way of, uh, a... Uh,
2: okay, well, (laughs) all things considered, um, you'll forgive me for saying to the person bound at the bottom, I don't think it's a wise decision to untie her at this point, but I guess we go to Storm's End and hopefully everything turns out okay and, uh, nobody gets stabbed. (laughs) The Gitsarai says,
0: well, I will take you on your word, then you won't let the Githyanki Marauder stab me in my sleep.
2: Uh, I look to Ravnus. Ravnus, are you going to stab this bounded Gitsarai in her sleep? Or when she's awake?
5: Probably not.
2: That probably is what's concerning me in that
1: (laughs) Ravnus, you had her on the racism ropes for like half a second there.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What did she do that would make me have to stab her?
2: If she doesn't do anything and remains bound and sitting here, in polite and non-murderous rage, will she be safe from you?
5: Yes.
0: Okay. They get her eyes looking between the two, and you get the impression that she's not entirely convinced, but uh, she doesn't have anything more to say.
2: <sighs> Fine.
1: All right. Is there any way we can? I'm I'm gesturing towards the actual crew members. Is there, like, a lock on this door or something? Uh, not really. We never had a need yeah, for no, one. I get it.
0: Um, we could fashion something if we needed All to.
1: Right. I just, I do it might be a good idea to keep the stowaway someplace where she can't get out.
2: I'll try to keep watch, too, considering I'm not doing anything else but writing in the damn book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. You kind of like store her back in the the cargo hold that she was hiding in to begin with.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I guess.
5: (laughs) She and Arella should start a club.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Lockwell basically hoists her to her feet and will take her to the cargo hold and kind of toss her in and shut the door. The sky begins to grow darker and the light comes on once again, showering everything in a blue glow and everybody begins taking watch and after a few hours Locke will say "Hmm.
3: Looks like something's tailing us
0: and you guys all kind of look in the direction (laughs) he's looking which is like directly six o'clock behind you guys and you see just faintly faintly being illuminated by the blue glow of the beacon just a large shadow um, beyond the edge of the storm, that seems to be keeping pace with the rig, some large beast. Oh! And Camshaft is gonna say, uh, uh, "Do we need to uh, do we need to take the dust devils down and get a closer look?" No, it's too big. You'll get trampled. Hold on. Uh, and he pulls out his rifle and is going to level it, and he <laughs> fires, and you see the top part of the the shadow fall away the large bulk of it continues and you see it lurch forward and enter the sphere and it is a galloping skeletal triceratops now seemingly rid of its skeletal rider and as it enters the circular sanctuary of the dome from the storm Locke is just gonna say looks like we've got company
5: oh fun all right
0: (laughs) cool 1997. There's been a turf war between the Visigoth of the 5th century and the mall of today, raging for a full year. Now, with the mysterious chain letter creating new conflict, the gospel fight for dominance over the Hawthorne shops. But what happens when feelings get in the way? We're just gonna go mess with the Visigoths. Beric's just gonna make, like, kissy sounds. There's just, like, a coy little wink back.
5: To woo a dark heart. Would this woo your dark heart? She's so pretty and she makes my heart beat so fast and I don't know why. Fizzy
0: Goths, I guess the most important thing is that I'm free. Join Project Derailed as they play any nominated Fizzy Goths vs. Fables Around the Table, Season 2, Tainted Love. Sometimes, love bites.
1: ProjectDerailed.com